And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Uh, Happy Easter. He is risen. Uh, Hopefully, you had a terrific Easter weekend with your families. Uh, Just me today, guys. I'm going to do some listener mail. Uh, There's a few other things in the world of politics I would like to discuss as well. Um, And and even before I get to that, I I have to let you guys know about a little bit of trouble I got myself into over the weekend. I think you guys will, uh, will find it quite humorous at my expense. Um, so I definitely want to share that with you as well. Before I get to everything I want to discuss today, let me say hi to our friends over at Bulk Munitions. Ladies and gentlemen, the ammo shortage is real. I'm sure you guys have noticed the shelves at your local gun shop are, are typically empty. Um, what's the point in buying guns if you can't find any bullets? Um, and this is where my friends over at Bulk Munitions has you covered. Whether you're looking for two, two, three, or five, five, six, nine millimeter, whatever you need, they have in stock right now. They don't sell it on their website unless it is in stock, ready to ship fast, no back orders. All orders ship within two business days. Um, whatever you need. If you don't have an AR or a nine, they have anything you need: three, three fifty-seven, three eighty, uh, forty-four, forty-five, forty, whatever, whatever you need. Twelve gauge, whatever you need they have um and i always like working with companies that share the values that we put forth twice a week on this podcast and bulk munitions is no different they are absolutely on the same page um these guys started bulk munitions because while there are a number of other decent online ammo retailers those guys are looking out for their own best interest and the folks at bulk munitions want their work to serve a higher purpose that is why they tithe at least 10 percent of their profits to christian-based and second amendment supporting nonprofits. and if that isn't great enough ladies and gentlemen they're offering this audience a limited time offer the first 25 of you guys to use the promo code tngp21 will receive a absolutely free brand new blackhawk magazine case uh on the house whether it's a soft-sided case for pistol mags or hard-sided case for ar-15 mags uh you get that absolutely free on all orders over 100 bucks uh using the promo code tngp21 you can check out that special order right now at bulkmunitions.com slash tngp once again that is bulkmunitions.com slash tngp TNGP, use the promo code uh, TNGP21, uh, stock up your ammo box, and get that free mag case on the house. And guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, and if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved with the show, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. All right, a lot to get to today. I, first, I just have to tell you a funny story. It's funny because I'm alive. Um, I guess it could have, uh, could have gone uh, the either, either way. I think I've, I've mentioned on uh, this podcast before, I've been working on getting my little fishing boat operational. Uh, last summer, I got a, a, a boat, a little 14-foot aluminum fishing boat that used to be my grandfather's, who he passed away over a decade ago. Um, but it's been sitting rotten under a tree in the Michigan's Upper Peninsula for, man, the last time we had that thing in the water was like, I don't know, at least seven, eight years ago. So it hasn't been used in a long time. The, the original motor uh, that came with it, a little, uh, uh, a nice old 15 horse, Evan Rude, uh, me and uh, some friends, we, we put a lot of time into trying to get this motor running. It just wasn't going to happen. It turns out the thing needs a new crankshaft and it's a $500 motor that needs $1,000 worth of parts and labor. So it's just not, not worth it. So I ended up, last week I drove up to uh, a few hours north into Michigan and I bought 
an old like mid seventies, 20 horse Mercury, you know, something that would work for, for a little boat. And, and I, I got that mounted, it got it working, you know, bought some new parts for it. It was working fine. So me and a buddy took it out for the first time on Saturday and weather conditions were bad. Uh, the river was a few feet high, higher than, than you'd like, uh, the mommy river close to where I live. And the wind was bad. We knew the wind was going to be bad. So I put it in at a, a somewhat calm part of the river. Uh, maybe 15 miles upriver from where I live. And uh, we're just cruising around trying to, you know, find a spot to fish. And um, it, on this river, like, it's hard to tell what direction the wind's coming from because there's islands that kind of shield you from wind, and the current is flowing north into Lake Erie. And it kind of seems like the, the wind is flowing in, in, or blowing in the same direction. It's hard to tell. So we were we were trying to find a spot, you know, that I, that I wanted to fish. And we come around this island, to go check out this far side of this island that uh, that I haven't been to in a while. And uh, so we, we, we are going around this island. As soon as we get to the side, we, you know, take a turn around the south side of this island, and the wind just hit. We thought the wind was bad on the, on the near side of the island. As soon as we cross to the other side, the wind hits us like a ton of bricks. We're talking like consistent 40 to 50 mile an hour winds. It was like it hit us hard, and it blew us way way off course and i i know because i've waded in this area and i've swam in this area and to go like you know smallmouth fishing in the summer and stuff um that there's like a 20 yard wide maybe maybe 15 yards wide a deep channel around this island where there's no rocks no trees nothing you're safe um uh, even for a boat three times the size of my boat but this wind blew us way off course into some rapids and I hit a rock or a sunken tree or something with the prop, and the motor uh, turned off. So I, I knew I damaged the prop, and then, and then I just started making horrible decisions. <laughs> like, and then I started making terrible decisions, uh, and and going against everything I know. You know, I, I'm I'm not the most experienced boatman, but I, I have experience on this boat and other boats. I, I'm 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 no newbie here. Uh, so I, I flipped the boat into neutral. At least I thought. All right, at this point, let me back up. There were a couple things I didn't understand at this time. One, I thought I had flipped it uh, back into neutral. Apparently, it was still in gear because, I don't know, the the gear shift, it's an old motor from like 1975, and the, the gears are sticky. So it was still in gear, so that's the first issue. Second issue that I didn't realize was the impact of the prop hitting whatever I hit under the water cracked the, shoot, now I can't even think what it's called but the 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 piece of wood on the back of the boat that holds the motor in place that you mount the motor to that piece of wood now i knew i should have replaced this wood before ever putting the boat in the water because it's been sitting rotting under a tree for eight years right (laughs) and it was nasty rotting wood i knew i needed to replace it i didn't because i just couldn't wait to get out on the river and go fishing because i'm the dumbest person on the face of the earth so i didn't realize that that back piece of wood where the, the the motor was mounted had cracked in half right so one the motor was still in gear. Two, the motor had jackknifed sideways because it had f- fell down basically like a foot. So the motor was twisted sideways. So when I started the motor again, it was still in gear, and the motor was pointing sideways, and it spun us around in like a 360-degree angle into some rapids. So I got thrown against the side of the boat. I'm all, like, bruised up and hurting. And um, my buddy Joe, who's with me, actually, he uh, he's from California. He's been surfing his whole life. So he actually didn't even get hit. He was just, like, surfing. He went into, like, his surfer instincts kicked in, and he was just kind of, like, rode with it. And anyway, so we end up in the middle of some rapids, hurting, 
and ass backwards, right? And we couldn't get the boat turned around because we're in like a, a little bit of a channel where we could get the motor in, but we couldn't move the boat. So we're going in reverse. I get the motor started again finally. We're going in reverse, but against the wind and the waves and a 20-horse motor in reverse, you're only supposed to go like two miles an hour or something like that. So we just didn't have the power to get out of there. So I'm like, and by the way, the motor's like falling off at this point because the piece of wood is falling apart that it's mounted to, right? So I'm like holding the motor together. I'm trying to keep us in this channel to keep us from getting like beached on these rocks with an oar. And then my buddy jumps in the water, 45-degree water, and he's like trying to drag the boat. Anyway, it was just a whole mess. Eventually, the motor just stopped working altogether because I'd started it like 50 times, and any time the prop hit something, it shut off again. And so we ended up just dragging it through ice-cold water onto a, a rock shelf. And at that point, finally, another boat saw us and ended up throwing us a rope and then towing us back to the boat launch. So that was uh, the first... <laughs> <laughs> the maiden voyage of my fishing boat. It did not uh, end well, but I mean, thank God. I mean, we were uh, we we're definitely thankful to be alive and healthy on the way back to the house. Um, but yeah, it could, you know, could have been thrown overboard and, and knocked ourselves out on on a rock or something, and it could have gone much worse. But anyway, the point of the, the moral of the story is women are a lot smarter than men because we have to learn lessons like this. Like you can just tell a woman stuff, and she'll like remember it. Yeah, we don't. Like, I know that everything I did was what you're not supposed to do. Like, I, I went against, like, advice I've given to other people in the past. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why did I need to go, you know, on the uh, on an, it, an adventure when the, the river's way too high, the wind is way too strong? I, I could have stayed on the, the safe side of the island and just gone fishing and caught fish and had a good time. But, yeah, you can't do that. You got to see what's over there. You always got to see what's on the other side. You know, I know that with a new motor that I don't have any experience with, you got to make darn sure it's a neutral before firing it up. I didn't. You know, like, all these things, like these obvious things that I know, I was just was not taking my own advice. I was just doing everything wrong. And, like... In a situation like that, like every bad decision you make just compounds the problems. <laughs> like everything we did just made it worse and worse. And it was it was absolutely ridiculous. I'm sure for anybody fishing from shore watching us, it looked hilarious. But uh, yeah, so hope, hopefully you guys enjoy uh, that story at my expense. Anyway, let's get to politics. We are a political talk show. Um, I have been pessimistic on this podcast lately and and uh no surprise you know not not a lot to be optimistic about in the world of politics if you're a libertarian or a conservative but you know i I think i've been more pessimistic than i should have been and i apologize for that um but there's a couple stories that i wanted to talk about a couple clips that went viral over this weekend that i found to be extremely encouraging uh first was this polish pastor uh living in calgary canada uh who just kept kicked the cops right out of his church. Uh, a bunch of cops came armed to his church uh, to shut it down, probably for, I don't know, coronavirus reasons, I, I'm sure. Um, and this pastor just said, no way. <laughs> he just he, he didn't let it happen. And I definitely want to play that clip for you and talk about it. And the other clip I want to discuss is from Charles Barkley, um, NBA legend and Hall of Famer, uh, who absolutely nailed, nailed the issue of race in America. Um, and, and, and both of these clips went viral. And uh, you, you might not think that they're very important, but I, I think they are. Uh, I'm, I'm encouraged, and I think, and, and I hope, and I think that more people will be will be waking up like this pastor and like uh, Sir Charles did. So, uh, you know, for, I guess we'll we'll start with uh, with Charles Barkley. Let's, I'll, I'll play the clip, and then we'll discuss it. But the one thing I took out of that piece was, man, I think most white people and black people are great people. 
I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people, but we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they are Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's, let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. Amazing. I mean, he absolutely nailed it. I mean, Charlie, that's like, he just, he beat the game, man. He found the cheat code. I mean, that's like, I mean, look, there's a million things that, uh, that, that I would love Charles Barkley to learn. I mean, I, I, you know, it'd be great if he, he read all the Ludwig von Mises and Frederick Hayek and, and Milton Friedman as, as he possibly could and, and, you know, understand economics and, and, and learn more about history and everything else. But like what he just said right there is like, what, 90% of the game? Like he just figured it out. I mean, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not white versus black. It's not gay versus straight or Democrat versus Republican or anything. Uh, you know, I, you know. I, obviously, I, I believe that uh, that Republicans are a lot better than Democrats. I mean, Republicans are terrible, too, but I think that they're not nearly as bad as the Democrats. That's one issue I would take with what Chuck said. But, like, he just, that's it. It sure as heck is us versus them, but the us versus them is not the left versus the right or, or, or anything race-based or anything like that. It's it's the ruling class versus the rest of us. It's the politicians versus the rest of us. The state versus the rest of us. And not just the state. The, the, the state and their corporate allies. It's the elites versus everyone else. If more people, if a, if a significant percentage of the American population figures that out, we win. Liberty wins. If we don't figure it out and we keep playing these partisan games and these, you know, obsessing about stupid things like race and, and and sexual orientation and, and stuff like that. Like if it, if we keep focusing on that, then the you know the the elites stay in control, the ruling class stays in control, they stay rich, they stay powerful, and they keep us in line. If we learn what, if we realize that Chuck is absolutely right, that they use race to divide and conquer, we win. Liberty wins. It's us versus them, but it, it, the us versus them, like them, is not the left. Okay. Them are, is the ruling class, the, the political class. He nailed it. He nailed it. They're going to go after him. I mean, what, what are they going to dig up about Charles Barkley, man? You're not allowed to say that. You are not allowed to say that. As a media personality, as a, as a black man in America, you're not allowed to say that, man. They're going to they're gonna go after him. This next clip, man, uh, and this next one's longer. It's like two minutes long, so I apologize for the length, but uh, I just really want to play it, and and I wish you guys could see it. As of now, and this will change. I'm excited to go uh, to go video as well. Hopefully, in the next couple months, I'm going to start putting out video content. But you know, as of now, we are still an audio only show, so you can't see it. And this this pastor's recording the whole incident on his phone. But uh, like four or five uh, or five or six maybe cops, uh, heavily armed, in Calgary, up in Canada, came to this man's church, this pastor's church. Um, What's the guy's name? I couldn't find his name. Um, I'll find that out and tweet it out. But uh, to to shut him down, apparently they had you know they were over I don't know whatever you're allowed in Canada twenty percent capacity at church or something, and they came to shut his church down, and he just said no way. He said absolutely not. Let, let's uh, th- this is how you handle tyrants. This is how you handle fascists. Let's hear from this pastor. Let's get out. Get out of this property immediately. Get out. 
get out of this property immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. 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 Out of this property. Immediately out. Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this property. Out of this property. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out. Out. Out of this property, you Nazis. Out. Out. Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed. Out. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Go. So go. Go. And don't come back without a warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You Gestapo, Nazi, communist, fascists. Don't you dare coming back here. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year. And they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? It's beyond me. Yeah, I, uh, man, I, 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 I want to shake that man's hand. Um, like, that's how you, that, that's how you defend your church, man. That's how you defend your property. Um, yeah, that, that's how you stand up to fascists. That's how you stand up to tyrants. And I, I'd love to go to that church. I'll take a trip up to Calgary right now just to shake that, just to buy that man a beer. What a stud. How embarrassing is it that most American pastors didn't stand up for liberty. I mean, my gosh. Pastors willingly just shut their churches down, just stopped preaching the gospel because the government told them to. My gosh. This is how you handle these people. This is how you handle tyrants. What a stud, man. And if you're a cop, uh, look, I'm not like, I'm not one of these like super anti-cop libertarians or anything, but like, Look, dude, if you're a cop and you get that order that you have to go shut down a church, you have to go stop a pastor from preaching the gospel, you got to quit. Like, I don't know how you... Just quit, man. Quit. You cannot follow out that order. And don't give me, I'm just following orders. Nope. Not buying it. Resign. Walk off the job. If you still want to be a cop, move to some red area where politicians won't order you to do stuff like that and then just be a cop there. But man, man, oh man. It's just encouraging, man. Like, between what, what Charles Barkley said and what this guy said, it's like, man, pe- 
these can't be isolated incidents, man. Like after over a year of lockdowns and propaganda from the press and from the left, I, I think people are waking up. People are waking up to the critical race theory nonsense, to the race baiting policies of the left. They're waking up to this Gestapo-like behavior from governments all across the West. They're waking up. They have to. I'm choosing to believe that this is a start of something good, and I'm going to attempt to remain optimistic. Uh, before I get going, I do want to do some listener mail. I had some great questions, as always. Let's jump right into that. First question, uh, will the Democrats learn their lesson since Georgia is set to lose $100 million in tourism after Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of the state? No, of course not. Of course not. For anybody that had missed it, I'm sure you guys have already seen this story, um, the press and the Democrats just propagandized uh, to to these corporations about the, the new voting law uh, in Georgia. It basically said you have to show an ID to vote, and then it actually gave the left a bunch of stuff they wanted. It expanded... Um, uh, early voting and, and, and all this stuff. It actually it expanded voting access um, in the state of Georgia. Uh, Georgia actually has some of the least restrictive uh, voting laws in the country. Um, but so the press just lied and the Democrats just lied. And they said that it's racist and, and Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, doesn't want black people voting or, or whatever. It's complete nonsense. It's completely ridiculous um, and racist. I mean, the, the left's assertion that like black people are too stupid to get an ID. It's like, what are you doing? Like, that's just racism but the left i don't know you can get away with anything if you're a democrat but anyway so they they tricked the uh the mlb into uh you know buying into their propaganda and they moved uh the all-star game that was supposed to be in atlanta out of the state and now uh uh cook county's losing around 100 million dollars in tourism they will not there will be zero lessons learned here because these people don't care uh I, these leftists it's like it's i don't want to say they don't care about money because they do but like they care about power more like, power is much more important to these people than money. And, I mean, like, these people, you have to understand who you're talking about. Like, of course they're not going to learn their lesson. Like, these people hate capitalism, right? They truly believe that you can just print as much money as you want, and there'll never be any negative consequences, right? So, like, I just I don't think that economic hardship matters to these people. So, no, there will be no lessons learned. Uh, when <laughs> When is no gimmicks getting an OnlyFans? Um, never. Uh, but you can support us monthly on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast. No, for, for real though, guys, like, uh, you know, media is becoming increasingly more balkanized. Um, and I encourage, you know, people, you know, when I have daily caller guys on, like go support the, the daily caller news foundation. You know, when I have daily wire guys on, like subscribe to daily wire, subscribe to the blaze, support us on Patreon, you know, like support our sponsors, like all that stuff. It's super important. I know it was a joke question, but you know, whatever shameless self-promotion here. Uh, what do you think of champ and major Biden? Um, well, one of them keeps attacking people and the other one keeps crapping on the white house carpet. So I I'd say they're bad dogs that need to, uh, need to be put down. I'm not a dog guy. I don't, if I said that on the podcast before, like I have two cats and stuff and there, I have a love hate relationship with my cats, but like, man, dogs, I, I just, you know, growing up, like we had a good dog, like a good golden retriever and a bad golden retriever. And like, I, I don't know. I don't like a, like, I don't want to get a dog because my experience as a kid was like, you have a 50-50 chance of getting a good one. And that, you know, that that kind of sucks. And if you're stuck with a bad dog, like, you know, Joe Biden's aggressive, violent dog, I don't remember which one's which. But uh, it's like, man, I don't want that. Dogs are, I don't know. 
if you want to put a ton of time into training a dog and you're not an 80-year-old man with Alzheimer's, then uh, get a dog, but yikes. Yikes. Next question. Do you find it odd that the Department of Justice started investigating Matt Gates before local PD or the FBI, considering the age of the person supposedly involved? I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I mean, I, I saw some tweets, you know, regarding this Matt Gates story. I, he's under investigation for, uh, I, I, I believe, like allegedly having sex with a 17 year old or something like that. Um, obviously, if that's true, uh, he should go to jail. I think he's like, you know, he's like 40. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, even if, I mean, maybe not, I don't know what the age of consent in in Florida is. Maybe it's 17. So maybe it's not illegal. But like, if that's true, it's at least. He's at least not a good guy. <laughs> He's at least a terrible person. But like, who knows if that's true or not? I, it does seem, uh, uh, you know, it, it, my spidey sense it goes off a little bit. And like, like you said, um, if you're talking about sex with a minor, uh, it seems like local PD or or the the FBI would would have been involved already, not the partisan Joe Biden Department of Justice. <laughs> I, I think we we've seen over the last decade that the DOJ is just a political animal, man. They're just I mean, even when a, a Republicans in office, they're just a leftist organization, just weaponized against Republicans. So it's like, yeah, man. Like, do I trust the Joe Biden's DOJ run by uh, what's his name, Gar- Merrick Garland? No, <laughs> like, I don't trust. I don't trust these people as far as I can throw them. And but like, I, I haven't really looked into this story that much. And I will. I'll cover if it turns into something. I'll, I'll cover it later. And I don't really know that much about this guy, Matt Gates. I mean, he seems good on war. Like he wants to get out of Afghanistan and, and Yemen and Syria and stuff. So that's good. He seems like generally anti-taxation. So that's good. But he's like, I, I don't really know much about him. I know most people hate the guy. I, I just, I don't know. I don't really care about some random congressman from Florida. Um, but like, you know, he, I know he's a super Trumpy guy, like to the point where it's kind of weird. Like, I, and I don't mean it's weird to support Trump. I supported Trump. I voted for him twice, but like Gates is, a. Uh, he he seems to me, and like this is, I'm just spitballing here because I don't really know much about him. But like, he's he seems to me like one of these guys that like made his entire like life and career and personality about Donald Trump, which is like a super weird thing to do, you know? Like he made his his whole shtick is like, look how loyal I am to Donald Trump, which is just kind of like weird and emasculating. So like, I don't know, seems like kind of like a weird guy, like. I don't like it. I don't like it when pundits do that either. Like the conservative pundits that have made like their whole like career about how much they love Donald Trump. It's like, dude, just be yourself. <laughs> like, be your, like, just be yourself, man. It's a little weird, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know if he, you know, I think he said it's just a hit job from the left, and it very well maybe. I mean, we'll we'll find out. But yeah, I mean, is, is it fishy that the DOJ is investigating him and and local police and the FBI are not? Yeah, I mean, that's uh. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Uh, one more question: What do you make of the Deshaun Watson situation? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that not not great, man. Not not great. I, uh, you know, I, I'm a Steelers fan. Obviously, you guys know that. But and then for the the rest of the NFL, I just kind of like root for players I like. And Deshaun Rot- Watson was a player I really liked. Like he's a he was an easy guy to root for. Like he was great in college. I remember like watching him like dismantle. Nick Saban's defense in the national championship game like that was awesome because I hate Alabama and like he's a super fun quarterback to watch like a great young player and stuff he seemed like a good dude like outspoken Christian I remember like he flew to Israel um to be baptized in the Jordan River where where Christ was baptized by John the Baptist and it's like oh man that's so cool like I wish I could have done that (laughs) you know what I mean and 
But uh, yeah, man, like for anybody that missed it, he's been accused of sexual harassment or assault by 21 different women. Um, you know, 21, man. Like, and look, everybody accused of a crime is uh, is innocent until proven guilty. Obviously, he deserves due process. But um, and who knows, man? Maybe it could be this <laughs> elaborate <laughs> uh, hit job or, or something. But uh, man, twenty one accusers, uh, twenty one civil lawsuits. That's uh, I don't know if there's that much smoke. Uh, I, I would not draft this guy in uh, fantasy football. Uh, I'm not the best fantasy player in the world, but. Uh, I won't be. Uh, I won't be drafting old old Deshaun. That'd probably that'd probably be a mistake. I don't think he's gonna be playing football uh, for a while. I, I will say. I will say that. Um, that's all I got for today. I uh, I'm actually going on vacation on Thursday, uh, but I will not be missing a show. I'm recording next Monday's uh, episode this week before I leave. I have a great show planned. Uh, uh, for this Wednesday as well. I won't miss a beat. You won't even notice I'm gone. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and thanks thank you guys so much for all the great feedback I'm getting lately. I really love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.